0: Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it.
1: This episode contains brief spoilers from War*, with mentions of The Priory of the Orange Tree, The Black Witch Chronicles, and The Vampire Diaries. For full list, please see show notes. Additionally, there are discussions surrounding child abuse, trauma, violence, massacre, and colorism.
0: and welcome to a court of fandoms and exploration your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love i'm Laura Marie and i'm Jessica Marie and today we are discussing the jasmine throne by Tasha Suri
1: which is a multi-fantasy sapphic novel that i learned something about myself during this reading um for anybody who's been listening or has been following along to some of our previous episodes um Laura is my sensei, and she's the expert in all things when we're going into, like, a lot of this fantasy genre. And with, like, for example, when we covered Priory a while back, she was like, you need to pace yourself. You need to do this. Guess what Jessica didn't do? (laughs) I didn't pace myself. So, and it was my first epic fantasy, and I had come off of Throne of Glass. I didn't realize that there are sub-fantasy genres within the fantasy realm. And this read is just like that. And to the point where uh, right before the episode, we started recording, we looked it up to see like, okay, well, how is this classified? Um, because I, Laura read this through audio book. I started it as audio book and then switched over into ebook. And then I kind of merged the two. And it's because that this genre is considered um, like, If you look it up on Google, it's fantasy slash high fantasy slash fantasy fiction, also historical fantasy. So I just think I'm not (laughs) a smart person. You are a smart person. Just process it in the audio capacity. There's just a lot going on. And I want to make sure it's right. And I'm following everything correctly. So having that, you know, the audio, of course, helps with the pronunciations uh, for, for this book. And series, because it's a confirmed trilogy, and having the words in front of me, I'm like, okay, I'm processing, I'm not zoning it out. Because it's the same thing that we had with um, We Hunt the Flame and We Free the Stars, that the narrator is just so soothing. Like, I even even when you increase the speed, you're just, you know, it could lull you.
0: That's interesting that you bring that up. I, I, I did not... Find this narrator um, in the same kind of vein as the other one in in the in the lulling so much. Um, I found myself wishing there were a little bit more personality injected oh. into the reading. I thought that might be a little bit more helpful um, because there wasn't like a male voice um. or a female voice. It was all just one, and that's that's fine. Like that's a you know narration choice. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but. Uh, that is a criticism. I did the Reddit. I did the research. I was on Reddit. That's a criticism that people have is that um, the narrator is kind of uh, one-dimensional. And with, um, you know, the other books, there's a little bit more oomph in the narration there. And uh, that is that is something that has been said. So I'm glad that you brought that up. No, I am too because I
1: – and confession right now, I didn't tell you this. I was seven chapters in to listening to the audiobook where I go, what just happened? Because I didn't remember anything. And that's why I was like, well, it's the lulling factor. It has to be because I can't... So there's a person, Priya, and there's Malini. Couldn't remember anything in between. So I had to start all over. And that's when I went back and got the ebook and did the audio. Because if I was seven chapters in, and it was well into over an hour into the book, I was like, how, how the hell am I going to follow this?
0: So... That is another interesting point because it does take books like this. And this is, please correct me, about 500 pages? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is a thick, like she's thick. So for books like this, it does take a significant amount of time before you start to kind of piece together the plot. I was unaware of the plot uh, really going on um, for a good chunk of this book. But that is another criticism that people have is that the first like 40% or so of this book is like world building. But I fucking love the world building here. But before we get into the world building, we must know who the characters are. Jess, who are these characters? There's
1: so many characters, but some of the key characters you have. We whittled it down. <laughs> we Yeah, because because the author in the back of the book, she has lit two pages, uh, a a list of all the characters and how the characters are broken down. Um, we highlighted the key ones that you'll be hearing a lot in this episode. You have Priya, Ma- uh, Malani, Seema, Mina, Rook, Bumika, Emperor, Chandra, Ashok, uh, Adi- uh, Aditya, Rao, Vikram, Pramila, Kritika, and then there's a couple, there's like three chapter titles with character names that kind of moved the story along. But as this is a confirmed trilogy, I guess we'll find out later.
0: Yep. Good. Good. So <laughs> those those are our, like, mains, right? Those are yeah. our mains. Um, I am going to say right off the bat that Boomika is a fucking queen. She's amazing. <sighs> I love Boomika. I love everything that she does. Um, all praise to Boomika. She's amazing. I also really, really like Malini.
1: I like like. I, li- I like... There's... I mean, maybe I'm jumping ahead here. She <laughs> says at the end of the book, I'm going to find my emperor brother. I'm going to make Chandra kneel before his peers, humiliated and broken, and I'm going to watch him burn. Like, yeah. we knew she was all about that. <laughs> and I lo- She's I about love, that life. I, I, I fucking hear for
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love it. I love it. Um, but I think this is a good jumping off point. Let's jump back To the marketing of this book, the marketing of this book was Enemies to Lovers. Jess, do you think that's true?
1: No, they were never enemies. Maybe they're like where their respective locales, um, had you referred to it, like their city states are perhaps like warring because of their difference of opinions and how they run things and politics more, you know, but I don't see them as enemies. I don't think, I mean, they really worked together once they, you know, they kind of just kind of. Had their own focus, had their own goal, and then you know, as we discuss later in the episode, something brings them together, and they realize that there's a mutually beneficial relationship that that can come out of it. But there's nothing enemies about it.
0: Yeah, I didn't really think that they were enemies at all. I think they were all enemies of the emperor. So, and we're not loving on the emperor. So there's nothing there. So yeah, I. I did not feel that this is really enemies to lovers. That's what it was marketed as, but uh, that I think that's really interesting. Um, diving into the world building, I want to start off by saying that I will be damned if we read another book with like body horror. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but like you know, we had the the our violent delights. These you know, these violent ends. You know, with the bugs, and then we've got this one with the very descriptive um the vibe the vibe of this to me is very much laurie forrest dryads mixed with um the the uh vibe of annihilation the movie uh kind of put together that is that is uh how I feel about this. Um really wild with the it's it's like a beautiful kind of horror the way that they describe like buds coming up through fingertips and like flowers for eyes and um, you know, like vines for hair and things like pushing up through the skin, like blue, like it is described several times as like something blooming inside your chest and like pushing its way out, like very beautiful, but horrific descriptions of things. And it was just, yeah. So
1: it reminded you of that one artist, right?
0: Well, yes, it did. That's a really good transition, Jess. It reminded me very much of Fruit by Giuseppe. I'm going to butcher his last name, so I'm not going to say it, but Google Fruit and Giuseppe and painting and he'll show up. Uh, he does a bunch of classical paintings with people that have fruit for faces, and some of them are very pretty. Some of them are very like, whoa, but they're all very interesting. So that was also kind of the vibe that I was getting here, too, especially especially um, when the yaksa are described as having like flowers for eyes. That was just like, oh, my goodness. Well, this is this is this is here. Uh, really love that. So, you know, we are cultured here at, at cafe thrown <laughs> out is. fine Laura art. Laura
1: is. Jessica <laughs> does not. <laughs>
0: Throwing out fine art. Uh, this is my last reference that I will make and then we'll dive into the plot. The plot being that Princess Malini, uh is being, for reasons, slowly poisoned to death by Needleflower by her maid. This plot very much reminded me of uh, Curse of the Golden Flower, which is a beautiful Absolutely stunning movie. Stunning movie um, about the Forbidden City and the Emperor. And he is slowly poisoning his wife so that she will go insane and he can, like, commit her. And it's just this very cruel thing that's happening because she, I mean, for reasons. But it's the same kind of thing. Um, she's aware of it. But she has to take it because he has, like, so much power over her. And she is trying to manipulate her way out of it. But... She's also losing her mind. So it, it's very much mirrored here with this plot. And I just it just made me really want to rewatch the movie because it's fantastic, would recommend.
1: Uh, clearly, because I have to no one's surprise. I've never watched this.
0: Beautiful movie would recommend. It is subtitled, so you know you have to read stuff, but the visuals are stunning and you will be surprised at the cast. The cast is stellar.
1: So as Laura was saying Malini is being poisoned by Pramila, who is her handmaid. Let's back up. So in the prologue, we have a little bit of uh, Malini's background of her brother. uh, She has two brothers uh, right now. Uh, They're both older than her. She has her brother, uh, Emperor Chandra. And then there's also her brother, uh, Aditya, who has kind of left the whole royal, you know, life uh to be a priest more or less and go cultivate his own path so her her emperor brother chandra is an awful person he's a piece of shit he's abused her uh when she was a child uh that's and that's still another thing because i got really frustrated at that part that aditi i was like oh have you ever been hurt like completely forgetting about all these instances but again you know, everybody's trauma is different in how they're processing it. And obviously, like, her trauma isn't his trauma, but I digress. So anyway, Malini, she's supposed to be burned on a pyre. And that's going to be her sacrifice. And she goes, no. She's like, no, I don't want this. I don't want to do it. Um, I don't hear these voices that are calling to me. I don't believe in this quote unquote like sacrifice sanctity whatever you want to call it
0: well burned at the pyre because she got caught trying to incite a revolution oh well, the big, the bigger picture the, the actual bigger picture thing, the actual I mean, that's why yeah that's why he that's why he's doing it is because she got caught and she um and and you bring up such a good point um her two best friends went willingly uh to the pyre. They, her two best friends went, and Molony said no. And because she was royal, they could not force her onto the pyre. Uh, and that is just like a little detail that was like, damn.
1: So from there, there is kind of like a repercussions to her actions. So her brother says, like, you're going to get imprisoned. Um, we're going to basically keep you in solitude for a while forever uh in the Harana, which is a temple in Aharanya and that is where something that is called the death i want to say deathly hollows but that's not it the deathless waters um exist and the deathless Wa- and, and it's more of a, a te- it's a temple on the side of the mountain and And that's kind of where our story starts, where you're going to have the overlapping of Priya and Malini. Her brother sends her off to the Harana, which is a temple. Um, This is also where the Deathless Waters are located. And that's kind of where our story starts, because Priya is here at this temple. And what we know we've come to learn about Priya is she is a child of the temple. She is a priestess. But being a child of the temple means that you you get powers. How do you get these powers? From the Deathless Waters. And you basically have to drown and become reborn. And if you survive that drowning, however many times it is, um, you know, you get certain powers and you're considered like a once born a twice born and thrice born is the maximum that we are aware of at this time
0: and you start at age 10 you that your first like going under is at age 10 typically typically uh which i thought was was good because that yeah I, i would like to know what the other ages are i did not come across that when i was reading what the second age was
1: no, but, like, one of the things that is discussed is, like, uh, like, with the powers, the more you kind of go through it, the more powerful you become. And as this is being made aware to to people in the community, they realize that they have, to, like, that's part of the reason that there are the, 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 there's, like, a, a massacre of a lot of the, the children of the temple, where now we're at the point where we only have th- three left, which is Ashok, who is Priya's brother, Priya, and... Bhumika and Bhumika is married to Vikram who is an not an emperor but he's kind of like a like a region regent, a regent. regent mm-hmm. um to emperor Chandra and that's why uh Malini is at this specific location because this is where um Vikram res- you know reigns over more or less
0: yes and uh, and Chandra follows the um the Sisters of Flame, right? The Mothers of Flame. Uh, That religion, and that religion requires burning for purity. There's also another religion, like the Nameless, that Aditya follows with the monks in the mountains. And then there are the Yaksa, and that religion, which is the temple in Arianya, I will get it, um, that Priya and Malini are at. And I think it is just a cruel, like twist—just a cruel twist—that Chandra is demanding that Molny not only like live but never leave the room where the <gasps> priests burned the children.
1: Yeah, and he—that's and he, ah—they oh, won't in. It's not
0: cleaned; like the soot is still on the
1: walls. And he just says, "Like this is nice. This will do." Like he's so. Fucked in the head. Like, there was no other way to say it because they even talk about, like, different flashbacks later on that Vikram had where he was explaining to about, about these massacres. And they would say that Chandra would just, like, his eyes would light up with excitement, like, knowing, like the sadist person that he is i mean i don't and i know i don't want to say that in a negative like i don't mean it in a way where it would shame people who are
0: like into bdsm
1: like i mean it in like a psychopathic kind of way where this is just not okay
0: yeah it is not okay like he's absolutely like off his rocker and that is confirmed for us in the uh epilogue here where you're just like whoa buddy buddy no uh but we we will get there um one of I told you I was on reddit one of the criticisms that I saw here was that the um relationship between Priya and Malini could have been a friendship like it did not have to be which is always like But like it is, so shut up! Like, why would that even be a criticism? Now, now I'm annoyed. Like,
1: I know. Like, (laughs) we literally were just like, give me more. Like, what was when I even told you, I go, I want something sapphic. I want so, and that was how we got to this point where we're like, let's look for something that checks all the boxes that we're looking for. We want politics. We want engagement. We want sapphic. We want something that is going to be like thought provoking, and that's what this was.
0: This was incredibly thought provoking, and it, you know. Oh my god! It could be a friendship. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like why? Like who cares? Like shut up! Like good god. Um, I like this like slow kind of burn situation that we have here with Priya and Molony together in the Harana. I like their like um because because Molony is drugged. Like she is on drugs, not of her choice. Like she is being fed drugs. Everybody knows it. Everybody's aware of it. Everybody knows the end goal of this, right? Like, it's a whole fucking thing. Um, But even through those uh, kind of, like, druggy hazes, she's still kind of like, yo, like, Priya's real pretty. Like, I like that skin. Like, she has pretty eyes. But she's also, and this is why I like Melanie so much, like, how can I fucking use her? I hate myself. I'm going to have to use her. I have to use everything in my power. She says that over and over again. Everything and anything to get myself out of here. Like, end goal. Uh, Like, I'd
1: like her survive, you know, and I was thinking about that the other day. Because I was also just thinking about, like, uh, Malini. And then I was also thinking of Catherine from The Vampire Diaries, where everybody paints her as this devil, this evil, she's so bad, blah, blah, blah. And everybody always comments, Catherine always looks out for number one. Catherine always looks out for herself. When has looking out for yourself become such a negative thing? Like a genu- genuinely like I know we're supposed to be like compassionate and complacent, and I feel like there's a way that you can do it. But when you, but it, when you're in a situation like this, you have nothing but respect to say, "Look, I'm, I have to look out for myself. I have to, you know. And if there's somebody else involved, like then it's going to be me and that person. Just like Amber did with um Diana De- and Gabby with her story. She's like, look, I'm number one." Like that—that that shouldn't be faulted. And to go into the conversation for this book, it's that—that's frowned upon. What because she's a female who
0: thinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 I also want to point out here: it is in the book that um, homosexuality was not considered taboo. It was not a thing. It was not criminalized or looked down upon until this empire, Parajatita, came and demonized their culture. Um, the yaksa culture and the ahirani culture and like fuck man if that just doesn't ring true
1: right and and that was one of the things that um that malini even says she's like wait 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 that used to be an okay thing because she had never heard of it any other way and you hear priya talk about you know she was like i wish i could marry a woman now i just have to get stuck maybe i have to be stuck with some man that i have to marry and god forbid i have to have a kid
0: Oh well, that's a perfect transition to, Boomika because I ju- I love Boomika. I did not start off loving Boomika. Did you start off loving Boomika? I I I've tried to be
1: better about ju- jumping to conclusions about female characters because God knows I hated Lysandra and now she's like one of my queen bitches. Um, but I I didn't hate her. I was kind of like wondering where it was going to go. I didn't hate anybody in this. I was just like cautiously observing to see how everything unfolded
0: I just I love Bumika for like you know she was in the temple what is she gonna do she got out right she ran away she got out her family fixed her up with Vikram who is gonna be the regent like that's a power move yeah
1: like, they didn't want her to be in the temple. So that's why she survived.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that she kind
1: of, she, and she does, she, she's so smart about everything. Like, she does everything in her best interest, but in the interest of like the people and of her childhood, which is how she was able to bring um, Priya under her, under her wing. But at the same time, she's like, this is as much as I can do for you. Take it or leave it, you know? And then she gives her off or, or when, um, spoiler uh sima one of priya's friends finds out that she has like magical powers uh and she has to kill she has to kill somebody mina um uh the first thing Bumika does you just you're, you're supposed to go with the whole thing you're supposed to act powerless like what were you thinking you weren't because i can tell you she like called her out on her shit even though priya wasn't admitting to like oh yeah i fucked up you know
0: that whole scene, though, that you're that you're talking about, is so good. Um, so I have to say, the image of Priya and all of the maids, right, in in the dark with the lanterns, like walking up to the Hirana, would be beautiful on screen. And then and then, um, like Sima falls, right, and she saves her, and that's like our first inclination of like her being connected to Hirana. And she, you know, she gets up there, and and you know the who is it's it's Mina, and she's like up there, you know, she's on the plant and she shouldn't, and then, you know da 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 da. da. But that this confrontation scene between them, where she pulls out the mask, right, and and you know she and the she crown puts them, mask or something, yeah, it's and, to and give the like crown ultimate. mask, yeah, and she puts it on, and it's just like it like melts her, like oh my god. It is, it is, like, just this horrible thing that just would be lovely on screen, I feel like. But um, that imagery, and then, you know, like, Malini's, like, back here, like, watching, right? And then Malini is is, even in her state, she's, like, looking and, like, addressing the situation, and she, like, sees what she can do, and then she, like, breaks down, right? And starts, like, hypervent like, and, like, throwing up and everything. And that gets Vikram up there, and that gets Pranilla up there, and that gets, like, I need a maid, I need to be, feel safe. And that's how Priya gets, like, close to her. So she, like, manipulates the whole situation. It is just very Jude vibes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, I loved that because she... At that point, Priya doesn't know that she saw her, uh, that Molly uh, Malini saw Priya use her powers. So the fact that she was like two steps ahead, I'm like, I have to act like she was saving me because now I know what this bitch can do. I don't want that on me. I'm just, I'm trying to get out of here. I'm still trying to say sl- like, again, survivor mode. And I, I have nothing but respect for that. Like, she's just like, again, bigger picture. Um, you you have to survive how am i going to use this in my benefit um and knowing and knowing that because she's royal that i mean it was telling that in a bad way like that was just you know predictable again not bad um that you knew that that was going to be the situation like oh i need to feel safe can she be my person Mm -hmm. because she's already saved me once like i have trust in in this person and what are they going to do say no and vikram even says that he's like well you can't have friends you can't have all these things you're brother said you can't do x y and z but i guess like one person like she already saved you i understand like he saw it from a like she she positioned it as a a logical thing for him she's just again she's just so smart
0: and she also looked like shit right vikram his like inner monologue is or his dialogue is just like damn she's really thin like she's got like circles under her eyes like she's only been here a month like what the fuck is going on i did not like he says he should have involved himself more with her care because um, if she dies like prematurely, then that's on him. So he's like, oh, I really should give her this maid. Like, fuck. It's, it's just it's really good. Uh, we haven't talked about Prem or Rao or any of that plot line.
1: There's like plot lines within plot lines. Yeah. For this. Yeah.
0: Like- yeah. So, and then there's, like, also Ashok and what Ashok is doing. But let's just say, like, Ashok is with the rebels doing rebel things. And Ashok to, is Priya's brother. Priya's brother, who she doesn't know he's alive until, like, later. <gasps> that's the whole thing. They, uh oh, I forgot about that because he's been so involved because now that we're
1: talking about it, he isn't involved. They set it up that he died and that's why that Priya was, like, given up for adoption. And mm-hmm. then she was taken to the Harana.
0: Mm-hmm. I forgot about and Boomika knows that he's alive because they meet in the. But then later,
1: you find out that she wasn't the only one who knew. It was almost like the running joke was on Priya. She's like, "You fucking knew too." So mm-hmm. now you tell me shit. Like when she was questioning people in the forest.
0: Yeah that 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 whole thing was that whole thing was wild. Uh, but Priya does eventually find out that her brother is alive and kind of kind of fuck him. But he's doing like rebel stuff with Kritika and like Rook because Rook's a double agent. And, like, all of that... Saketa, Yeah. Yeah. Saketa, All of that stuff. All of that stuff. So, that that is what... That is what Ashok is doing. Rao and Prem are Aditya's besties. And they are staying in a brothel with someone else. And they are feeling out political things. Right? Yes? Yes. (laughs)
1: I keep kidding about all this. Like... I start focusing on one plot line. This is why I'm totally doing a reread. Prem is the prince with the rot.
0: Yes. And he's he like the rot. drugging
1: and drinking and he's like, but was it really, I guess it was for, for like that political knowledge that they were just trying to get in. Because I thought a part of it was just that our Hiranya is just kind of like a less intrusive state.
0: Yeah, yeah, like no, yeah, because it's conquered, right? Like it's a conquered state, and it's it's like, you know, never gonna get back to its former glory because the Yaksa are all dead, and they're only known for their pleasure houses and the brothels, right? Um, so they're they're there like trying to figure out where about Molony and to like get the political like vibe of what's going on with like Lord Sakosh and like all that stuff. Um, so that's happening. (laughs) Um, boom because happening and then, okay, I think, I think we're, I think we're pretty good in that, in that situation. Um, I, I just really love the imagery of Priya, like, changing the Hirana and the Hirana, like, moving around her and, like, she's sleeping and, like, vines grow, you know, and, like, things like that happen. I really like that.
1: And that she doesn't realize that it's happening and the only reason we know it is, is because we have, um... Molly's point of view.
0: Right. Right. And Priya and Priya has a connection to the Hirana. She's once born and then through events, right? Like through events, she's tw- she's twice born. She's twice born before they leave. She's twice born before they leave. Correct. Because
1: yeah. up until that point, she was, you know, she would refer, you know, when her and Boomika would have their one-on-one, she was like, okay, twice born. Like, you know, like a mocking sisterly way. And goes, like, don't don't pull that shit. Don't call me that. Like, that's not how this works. Um, so that's how we were we knew it was once born. And then she goes into the water, the Yaxin speak to her, and then she comes out. And that's when you know. Then they go because then when they're going, she has, she talks about like having always heard that they might be like side effects to the second, you know, for the second born. And she wasn't feeling them until a couple days later. And that's like she'd have like blood coming out of her eyes or like down her nose. And Molly is like, "What is going on?" And that's and she would like kind of black out and stuff.
0: Right, right. And then they ended up at the elders to like treat her, and that. That that whole that whole freaking situation. Um, I want to talk about the women here because the women obviously do shine. But when, and and I know I'm jumping, but I think we have to jump to keep this within a reasonable time because there's just so much going on. And also, I cannot wait to reread this. But um, Aditya's hesitation. To take up the fucking throne and overthrow his piece of shit brother when everyone is fucking ready and waiting for him and like just, just he's ready. It drove me up the fucking wall. And Rao is just, I like when Rao was like finally just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what, what is it? And that's when Aditya um, takes him and shows him the vision and like whatever and stuff. Um, But like, I, I was screaming at him. Absolutely screaming at Aditya, and and eventually when um, Malini and Aditya reunite, and she's like, "Where the fuck is the army? Where are the elephants? I did all of this work. Where is, Where is it?" Everybody, yeah. And he's just like, "I am not ready. I just could. I could have killed him.
1: I was mad, and then I was mad at myself because I'm thinking." Why do I want... Because I think we've had this conversation in past episodes where sometimes I'm like, I want a hero. And then I'm like, no, you, uh, you could save yourself. A woman can save yourself and be her own hero. So when I when I was I got mad at him, I was like, no, no. You know what? I need Malini to save them. And that was like when I stopped to think... Because, again, it's, like, a billion years to uncondition myself for this, like, a girl needs saving, you know? Um, I still actively want to be like, no, a woman should save herself. A woman can save herself. And that was, like, and, I, and I'm and i learning that even, like, through, like, what we read in our discussions and the podcast and everything. So that was when I was like, wait, her brother isn't going to do it. It's going to be her. And that was when I was like, oh, my God, can we just get to Can we just, like... Sp- just get over it. Like, but I understood that that's part of the turmoil. It's part of the challenge. Like she has to, you know, and later to know that it's part of the prophecy. Oh, the prophecy. Yeah. It's like so good. And the thing with the prophecies in this book are, um, going with like the whole religion of the nameless you had mentioned how part of this book reminds you of the cruel prince or the folk of the air in like different capacities and knowing someone's true name was another reflection of that because um someone's true name that means you took kind of ownership and awareness of a prophecy to come and that was rouse no aditya's Rouse rouse uh Name was this prophecy that uh, Molony is supposed to overthrow Chandra,
0: and, and that's such a great scene too. Because Molony's like, so I did it, I shot the arrow, it was me. And then everyone's so like, good. Oh, and <laughs> oh my god, it was fantastic. And and f- like doing like shooting the arrow was so good. And Molony being like, this whole thing is lacquer. They like all of this is gonna go like. They were the the da. This is a horrible situation. This is a horrible situation, Aditya. Um, and then he couldn't fire the arrow. He's like, hold, hold, hold. And then like she comes out. She gives that speech. Oh, she gives that speech. She knocks the arrow. Oh, that was amazing. Absolutely amazing. God damn, that was good.
1: And it's just Aditya. So like now I'm just going back and like going back to think like how much you wanted to shake him. He's like, my sister. I could have known her wishing war. Yeah. I'm my piece, an hour piece of shit brother. Like, you might not have, like, been subjected to, like, his abuse, but I certainly have. And I see what he continues to do. Like, how does nobody, anybody, anybody, like, but clearly they don't because it's, sometimes it's just like, it's like when you're the only person who sees somebody else doing something negative and you're just like looking around like I can't be the only one who fucking sees this like anybody look can, anybody please like how uh, not everybody can be this blind but
0: here we are here we are and it's men here we are fucking men Um, I, I just I, I, I just love it I just love it uh, I really like the complicated family really like found family relationship between Priya and Boomika and also um, Ashok, what I don't buy is the found family with Priya and Rook. Uh, I I I like understand her like wanting to help, and I understand her like like you know, and like reaching out and taking them in. But I don't get the like she treats him like like a brother, like straight up like a brother and like really goes out of her way and and he like betrays the shit out of them, you know? It's like a double,
1: it feels like a double betrayal. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And and the whole thing, and then she saves his life, you know, technically like a lot and I don't know, I don't know. It was just like, okay. It it was just a weird, it was weird. I think part of
1: that's because it wasn't an initial, um, you know how sometimes I found family tropes? There's like, it grows. You know, it's not, an, you know, just how you have insta love. You, it's not like an insta family. And this was never like a, there were never really any familial things. She kind of was just like, hey, you need some food. You need some sacred wood. Uh, or, you know, and he's like, I can do a job. And, you know, and she, even when she goes back to Bumika, Bumika's like, he's dying. Well, just, just remember that there's only so much we can do for him. And then she, like, you know, he gets caught with a double cross once again. And because it wasn't just once, it was a couple times because, you know, that's its own thing. Um, and Boomika calls him out and she's like, I need you to be like my errand boy. Like, it never felt like he was a family, like a family member. Who, he just kind of felt like he was work. He was just like a, somebody who was working within the confines of the Harana. Never, yeah. you know, like, it never, like, a relationship wasn't developed aside from, like, what he was able to provide and do.
0: Yeah, and then she she goes out of her way. It's, like, this whole thing. Uh, the sisterly relationship with Boomika and Priya is really great. And they say it over and over and over again. They're just like, you know, you never, like, say that to my face. You never respect me. She's like, I always do. And they're just, like, sisters. It's just, it's funny. I really enjoyed that. It's like an older sister vibe.
1: And I like how it's kind of intertwined. That it's like um, and I had I had questions as I was reading, and then it would be answered as I was reading. I was like, wait, are they like are they? I don't want to say really sisters because you know how I feel about um, kind of projecting that stuff. Um, but it was more or less like were they biological sisters? But then it was more of that you know sisterhood, like the sisterhood sisters in the temple. But then they really do become. you know quote-unquote biological sisters and I say this like with air quotes um because of the things that they've gone through but I don't think it's just like a shared trauma thing because Priya makes the comment of oh it's so dicey because like of course I want to refer to her as my sister but then I'm also like every time I think of siblings I think of the trauma of losing my additional siblings in this child massacre of burning
0: yeah which is really horrific um let's talk about that though the child burning situation is the temple children when they were first born developed their abilities oh like faster and like like more right and then ashok ashok is twice born
1: he's twice yeah he becomes twice born in this yeah. book he wasn't twice born prior to, like him and him and Priya become twice born at different times, but it wasn't like how Bumika was already twice right. born prior to this book.
0: Okay. Yeah. So the temple children all develop their abilities and the temple priests quickly realize that like Priya has a special connection and like a choke and like all these things and that the temple children are getting too powerful and like more powerful. And that's where the kind of conversation about what is monstrous that, cause like they have that conversation, different characters have the conversation about what is monstrous kind of throughout the book. Um, and that definition kind of changes um, as the characters go, which I thought was really beautiful. Um, kind of ending on that, like monstrous like is what you make it more or less, <laughs> um, which is, which is pretty good. But it was just... It was really interesting and lovely to kind of think about that whole situation. But the emperor... Chandra? But it wasn't Chandra at the time, right? Oh, it was oh, the father. Okay. The father. Yeah, the father, like, got got the news, right? That these temple children were becoming really powerful and had the priests, like, burn them. But the priests... Here's my thing. The priests wanted to because when Priya and Moliny are... At, at the, the, the place, and they find the temple elders, and they're nursing Priya through her um, second, second, um, her second, her second, second born. born situation. Um, uh, twice, twice, twice born. twice born, yeah, twice born situation. <laughs> um, Chandri says, I should have killed you. Like, we should have killed you. Like, this is, you're an abomination. You're a monster. We should have killed you. And it's just like, whoa, damn. Like, still, still, like, what do you and, and it it is, because it does like they are very powerful. But it's like, what do you see? Like what what was it? Like why do we scare you so much? And that that whole situation. And then it, it, of course, Ashok like murders them. But the the monstrous conversation that is kind of sprinkled throughout this book was was really well done. I thought.
1: No, I, I like it. I, I mean, I liked everything. Like, I, I know we're talking, you know, it's kind of sprinkled throughout, you know, the criticism, criticisms that have been heard and said. And Laura is a goddess and, like, did all the research because I did not know of any of this negative. Because that's the first thing
0: I said. I go, negative? For what? Because I really enjoyed this book. Oh, the book's wonderful. Uh, yeah, the, so, like... Like, the, yeah. the book is absolutely wonderful. Um. So, wait let's let's it's us let there's just so much going on i know um there's lots of we're, we're broad strokes here there's lots of battles the rebels come and like destroy lots of things uh one of the criticisms you brought that up is that there's a high body count in this book there are a lot you know a lot of people are unalived in this book um that is just something that is happening. It's it's like a pre-war situation, like battles. I don't know. I was expecting it. Uh, this book does get compared a lot to the Poppy War. Um, I have gone That's on record the one that you only
1: read the, the once, yeah. Right? I only
0: read the first one, and I only read it once, and I won't read any more. Um, I go for escapism. The poppy war is very heavy. This is also very heavy, but it is something that I am familiar with, and it is something that I really enjoy. So this is this is just different for me. Um, the monastery, the speech with Molny, the t- like the lighting of the lacquer, the whole thing. Boomika giving birth, um, right? Like that whole thing. Priya leaving and going to cut a deal. Right, like Priya. And doesn't tell anybody, of course she, like that's, this is. She's like, I'll be back, I'll be back. Like, bitch, where are you going? She left
1: Boomika in the middle of her legs spread to push out that fucking child. And then, okay, I'm not speaking from firsthand experience. I haven't given birth. I'll never give birth. But then I'm hearing her like, oh, she just has somebody patting her back. I'm about to push a fucking human being outside of my vagina and you want to give me a back pat? Yeah. Get the no. fuck off me. That's not going to subside anything. I could tell you that right now. For real. Oh. Like,
0: you do that to me, I'll stab you in the neck. Like, that and that's then, just not happening.
1: And then, because Boomika's a bad bitch. Bad what is bitch. she doing? Like, two days after she gives birth to Padma, she's ready for war. And everybody's like, uh, this is dangerous, Boomika. Like, what are you going to do? And she's like, I got shit to do. Get her a wet nurse. And if, like, I'm not her mom. She's not gonna have a mom because I'm not passing my daughter on to just anybody. I just kind of loved she like she just couldn't, I I I like you said like you weren't sure like you know I was waiting reading for things to unfold. You were just like I want to see how this plays out. And she's she's the, the the VIP. She's the MVP of the story. She yeah, only book one It's only
0: book one, and she oh, she is in power. She is the the high lady in charge. She is taking over. I just I love her. She's like, no, let's go into the waters. Like we all go in. Let's go. And like she does not hesitate. It is just fantastic. And then of course she's thrice born, but like in that scene, um,
1: where that that was where my criticism was is that Priya goes off because because you know everybody's coming in and out of the birthing tent or whatever. So this one person comes in isn't a, a handmaiden and is just, like, delivering a message to Priya. And that's where, like, that's, why does everybody insist on going to these places by themselves? It's just a general... And then not telling anybody... To cut like, deals that in, to, that include yeah, all of us. Like, all... Like, I just... You know, and it's not just this book. Like, I, I've read War, We've all read Ackowar. Mm-hmm. We know that shit happens with, uh, with Thera. So, like, it's not like I'm picking and choosing. Like, we all... I, I just... You know, it's just like when I also think if you unalive somebody in anything fantasy realm, unless that head is... Is off. Is off the body, they're coming back. Yep. like That's how I... This Facts. is just like one of those inevitables, yes. you know? Facts.
0: Facts. Oh, so true. Um I mentioned one of the criticisms. One of the criticisms was that this was a slow burn. Of course, this is sapphic with um, Priya and Molly, They do have a really lovely river scene. Like, fantastic. We love. uh I do have to be picky though and say that their tent scene at the end where they're both like passionately kissing but they know it's a goodbye but they know maybe they'll come back like that whole scene where priya goes to her is my second favorite scene in the whole book like i loved that it gave me priory vibes it gave me bitches that know their shit they know what they have to do you know like you all, what is, what does Molly say? Like, you will always be welcome, like, wherever I am, like, come to me, like, all of that stuff. And she's gonna, like, lead the war, like, she's gonna be empress, like, she's gonna, like, they're all gonna be bad bitches. Yeah. It's great. And, like, Boomika's running shit down there, and, like, Priya, Priya's doing her, like, vibes. What is Priya doing? Well,
1: well, that was one of the things, I mean, it's the last couple pages in the book where, uh, Priya Priya, and Bhumika are having their conversation. They've already gone into the rivers. They're already thrice-born. Um, and it's really unheard of to hear of anybody being thrice-born because of how powerful they are. And now they're like, wow, we're like literally the only two priestesses of the temple who have survived this because Ashok, Priya's brother, goes to be thrice-born and he does not survive. And it's actually more rare to survive the constant Reborning, I guess, like, sure. for lack of, a, lack of a lack of a better word. Um, uh, so now you only have two children, and they're both uh, thrice born. And here we are. And and Boomika goes, "Do you love her?" Referring to uh, you know talking to Priya, referring to Molony, and she and Priya completely evades the question, and she says, "I choose our Harania first. I have to. It uh, it lives inside me." And, um, is, like, acknowledging this. Like, yes, I totally agree with you. But she could also be, like, your sweetheart. She could also be your girlfriend. You could also make her an ally. Like, bigger picture. Bigger picture. We love that. Um, but rest assured, if things kind of go sideways, you have to kill her. (laughs) like, no dancing around it. And I and I really I, – I appreciate that relationship because there's constantly communication, and that's something that we both appreciate in friendships, to be like, look, see you, hear you, recognize you, all the good vibes, but also don't forget, like, bigger picture. Like, what's the actual end goal?
0: Women, right? Like, just just so good. Just so good. A goal, achieve, will do – just so fucking good Uh, Rao with that prophecy it's just uh, like the way that the chapters are um, in the audio it it goes like Rao is just like here's my name and then it cuts to somebody else's POV and I was just like (laughs) Fuck! <laughs> like I threw what it was in my hand. I was like, "What is it?
1: What is it?" <laughs> but it, and it wasn't like a one-time thing. It was like every time he's like, "Okay, now I'm ready,"
0: and it was just like, "He's like, should I tell
1: Aditya? No." But that's also some of the, one of the things in this book is that it's never like you know how you could have you know when you look up in a name book or if you Google the name like what does the name Laura mean or what does the name Jessica mean and you look it up and it's like child of God or whatever it is, like. We never find out what the actual name is. We just know that the name has been told. And then you find out... And name um means... Insert entire prophecy here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. That whole thing was so freaking good. Um And then, of course, the, the book ends with Chandra... Ugh, clearing out his mother's garden to burn women. Because he's... Just fucking deranged. He's the worst. The worst. He's the absolute worst. And he's, like, picturing his sister, and he's breathing in the ash. And he he just, like, he loves it, right? He's excited. Yeah, I was going to say, like, he's not, like, like
1: that's one of the final lines, is he's, like, imagining Malini and, like, with a glow on his face or something. Like, something that he was, like, giving him exuberance.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, but you know what? Molly's going to come humiliate him and let him on fire, piss on his ashes. And that's the best heart that this is a
1: confirmed trilogy. So, like, I don't, I'm not even expecting it in a second. I'm ready for her to rain shit down. And I'm even, like, this is just complete speculation. Like, both her and Priya, like, ride up on it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, combine those forces, get those elephants, get everybody. Because that's another thing that Boomika was also, you know, you know the, one, one of the many battle scenes? There's um after Vikram dies, and Boomika's is like I have oh, been locked in cultiv- that room. Yeah, she's been like cultivating based on just like who she is as a person. It remind you know <laughs> in Beauty and the Beast, the animated one, where all like everybody in the house, like all the furniture, comes to rally for Beast. Yeah, it's <laughs> like all I'm the like- weird ones, like. Yeah. <laughs> everybody every single person is working together like that's what that one scene reminded me of of all of everybody who was in the harana who loved and appreciated um Bumika, because they like at the end of the day it was it was almost like they they were pledging their fealty to her Mm -hmm. he just happened to be there um That's what I loved. It was just like inspiring that passion for the people. And she had been doing that since since she she was promised to Vikram. And they held and it. The community. And yeah. yeah.
0: And they held it. They held uh her her like house pretty much uh for her while she was gone. Like the servants did. Like that was awesome for her. Like uh love that. Well, like and they and they like and that
1: was one of the things when um Moloney would like go to roush like no 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 like we have allies like everybody's here to, that's all go, like and this is again like i understand the world building i understand it's you know slow you know it's you know high fantasy i get all that um but I just, if that's already, you know how sometimes you have that, that expression, we might not win the battle, but we'll win the war. Like, these little battles, like, you know, this is just leading up to the war. And we're already seeing that in book one. I could only, like, fingers crossed hope that that has that trajectory later on into the, into the trilogy.
0: It is so very exciting. Um, Jess, what is your favorite part of this book?
1: <sighs> I was thinking about, I, I, I don't, I think I need a reread. Before I think of a favorite part, I really, really enjoy Boomika saying, i got shit to do. Go give my kid to a wedding It just brings me such joy. Um, I, just, I, I can't explain it. Um, I also like the moment where I, I can't say if it's a, my favorite moment, but I enjoy the moment where Priya is starting to realize her feelings for um and... And she's, she's actively like, I shouldn't like this girl. You know, you know all those convers- internal thoughts that you have in your head. Um, I shouldn't like her. And then, like, she bites her lip or something, and her blood tastes different. And it was, like, I guess because of her magical powers, she can be more in tune to, like, empathy with the blood. And she just goes, oh, no. Like, <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. She's like, oh, fuck. This is not just blood. Like, I'm attracted to her. Fuck. I just... It gave me such like I think I like it, but you know it was it was those little light because it's a heavy book. It's a heavy book, and I think we you know it's it's a lot of very real things and discussions and frustrations that people have and um and and in certain parts of society. I mean, you, just like a perfect example is like what you used to like men used to be able to marry men and like there's like this like that frustration of like not being able to have that freedom anymore um having some levity through like these very real situations um wasn't needed and and was it was woven so intricately um it was a it was a great story
0: uh you're talking about boomika my favorite part of the book is when boomika locks her husband to die in the room (laughs) Um, she, you know, she plays it up and she's just like, yeah, yeah, but that's, that's the
1: whole, the woman yeah. is the neck and the man is the head and the woman can, and the woman can make the head do whatever, look whatever way he wants. And he didn't fucking
0: listen. Yeah. She tried to warn him. He didn't listen. And then he gets hurt and he's like, boomaka boomaka a doctor, a physician, please give me that. She's just like, fuck you go die. And just, like, locks the door and just, just like, she's a bad bitch. Boomika the bad bitch. Um, so that was my favorite part. My second part, of course, is um, Melanie lighting the the speech and, like, shooting the arrow. That was my favorite. Like, that was just really good. But I can't get over Boomika just being like, eh. And he's like, that's my child. She's <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, but, like, mine right now and this child will be its own person like later on without me and like that's cool too but right now you have like very little to do with this and i was just like bad I love, bitch,
1: she's so bad good bad
0: bitch bad oh my gosh
1: can you one of the things that i thought while i was reading this because it, it's just the descriptions are so pretty um Could one, and I'll do a two part question. One, could you see this on the screen? Like, could you and would you uh, see this on like a TV or film adaptation? And two, if you could, what would be your preferred method in a trilogy movie? Or would you want a miniseries?
0: I would want a miniseries because uh, we know that it is just going to be a, a trilogy and just a lot of books and a lot of material. So I really want to give it good do. So I would say a miniseries. Um, I really personally, maybe people don't know this about me. I love Bollywood. Bollywood is one of my favorite things. I am very active in the Bollywood like media world. I watch a lot of movies. I know the actors. Um I don't think that I would like to see this necessarily translated into a Bollywood film. However, they do historical epics in a way that we cannot imagine. They are so good. Uh, so that, you know, that could be really something beautiful there. Um, you know, something could be done there. But then with the conversations with Bridgerton, you know, that that should be celebrated. So, like, more of that, right? Um Mainstream. And it mainstream yeah yeah absolutely mainstream so more of that maybe include people from you know like all the you know bring people from bali would make it a thing like do include you know all that all that stuff that could be really great too um especially because uh colorism is a trigger warning here and um priya and malini um Remark to each other and internally that they have very different um, eyes and skin color. It is not and hair texture and hair texture, and it's not like a negative thing between them, you know. But like uh, in the empire, it's it's a thing. It's a fucking thing. So that's important. But um, there are some kind of lame criticisms of this book, um, being that they didn't have to be lovers. They could just be friends shut up, as we said. Um, and I have enough of those. Yeah, and, and and you know, that it was slow, that the pacing was slow, that it was, like, boring, that it was a prequel. Um, people did DNF. Um, and people thought it was just, like, like, gave them the ick, which I just don't agree with at all. So, you know, everyone can have their opinion. Maybe not that one.
1: I was going to say, I was like, I, I do respect a lot of people's opinions. However, to... T- the reasons and the criticisms I feel like that that's a that's a you problem yeah that's That's a them problem that's that's a you
0: problem if you want to say that the body horror kind of turned you off and like the images of like plants coming out of skin is weird for you valid valid and fair but like let's not be lame and weird about it like gosh um fantastic book I, Jess, I told you this earlier, have not read the two other, like, sapphic, yellow covered books that came out about the same time, which I believe is The Iron Widow and She Who Became the Sun. I'm not a thousand percent on that. I have seen the
1: conversations. Yeah. Like, just, I just, I've seen conversations of the Became the We Who Became the Sun, She Who Became the Sun. I am not
0: sure, cause I'm a bad person and did not look it up to be specific before I said it on the podcast. I didn't podcast, know it but... was,
1: I didn't know it was sapphic.
0: I do believe because it is included. They're all included. Oh. Those three yellow covers are the ones that everybody says. So, again, correct me if I'm wrong, please. That doesn't bother me. Um, would recommend. Absolutely. A hundred percent. But with the with the trigger warning of body horror and the knowledge that it is a thick fantasy epic and that yeah. um, Enemies to Lovers might not be the perfect. I
1: wouldn't say, yeah. Not enemies to lovers. But people say the same thing about The Cruel Prince. Yes. That it's... Like, maybe they're enemies to lovers by, like... But The Cruel Prince is also politics.
0: But it's it's politics first, Mm -hmm. lovers second. Yeah. And that's this book, too. Mm -hmm. Politics first, lovers second. And the politics and the religion are pretty rad here. The world building is pretty epic. Um, Yeah. Really excited. And you have, like, insight from, like, three different ways that we all... We had, like, ebook. We have audio. So you have, like...
1: Be that what you will with that information of how you think, if you choose to add this to your TBR, um, how you want to approach it, what's the best way to approach it. And also, I think a fun thing about this episode is that it doesn't feel spoilery. Like, we just kind of discuss the characters because there's still so much to unfold that I don't think we might have covered everything to... um, to perfection but like who does you know like i I can't be i can't spend an hour although we could with this book on like three chapters every every hour because there's so much to dissect so you if if you choose to read it you'll get so much out of it
0: i'm so excited to reread this already like i'm gonna start like as soon as is we're done (laughs) um just continuing where i left off um very very exciting so feel free to
1: follow us. We're on Instagram, Acafe Podcast. We're also both on TikTok, Akafé Laura and Akafé Jessica. As always, please feel free to leave a five-star review on whatever listening platform that you follow us on. And we look forward to talking to y'all soon. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye.